I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How are you, Emma Bear? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Oh, sure, I'm grand. I'm back from Kilkenny. I went to Wicklow and Kilkenny. You know, for the Jen Zamparelli segment, I've been I I've been doing. So yes. I went after Wicklow, met the kids in Blessington. They were so so cute, absolutely adorable. Went to Kilkenny. And I met the kids in Kilkenny this morning. And again, they were just so adorable. Just mad okay. for the smallies. But what are you, like, what are you, what are you going to say? You're not going to say and kids in Wicklow really are great, but the Kilkenny kids. Mm. No, I'll tell you, some of the schools have been tough. You know, I'm not going to lie. Some like some of the schools were a bit of work. You know, they made yeah. them really graft for it. Like they kind of came in and were like, what are you doing with your life? Like I felt that was the vibe. Um, But the Wicklow and Kilkenny kids were really sound. I, in both schools, I asked them how much they thought I should be paid. And they came back with really favorable figures. So oh, nice. what I'm saying is I have a new agent. He nice. is seven years of age, but he's putting a value on me. So you, you've done a good few of these now. You are basically Ireland's answer to Michael Barrymore. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Well, I mean, let's just say I'm a little bit luckier around <laughs> a swimming pool. But yes, I have been he called to... Michael Barrymore. Okay. true. He used to do the show with the kids, didn't he? Kids see, kids say yeah. the funniest things. Is that he what did. it was? I always feel a kid's show is like it's definitely the preamble to the big fall, isn't it? Well... I remember uh, Sarah Harmon, shout out to Sarah Harmon, who uh, joined our, no, did she? She was in another school before the primary school we ended up in, like myself. There was a lot of schools switching around in your childhood, wasn't there? A lot of this, a lot of, you know what, I will fancy a new school this week. A lot, a bit of a buffet. No, just just the just the ones, just the ones, right? But anyway, she was in the same boat. She had lived in uh, Tala. She'd actually lived around the corner from me and moved to Rafarn and made the big pilgrimage to Rafarn and the big move. Anyway, she went to a different primary school, but I found out that she had been on school around the corner. Remember, it's the school around the corner. Sorry, the did you just say, do you remember school around the corner? Like, yes, I've had a lot of trauma, but of course I remember. Yeah. Because in fact, that's how I try to sell it to parents when I ring up and they're like, Julie, who? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Do you remember school around the corner? Well, that's the vibe. Yeah. And I actually use the word vibe. No. I this I'm this gonna I'm gonna be completely honest about this show. So when Sarah Harmon told me that she had been on the show with her sister, so her sister uh, is a year younger than her. I don't think there's that, like, you know, 18 months or whatever. They're quite close in age. And her sister, Maria, was just a year behind her. Yeah. And they look quite... were like, let's get it done. Well, yeah, they had another two kids then later on. But anyway, right. 
So they were quite close in age and they actually look quite, they looked quite alike, but Maria had the curly hair and Sarah had the straight hair. Anyway, they, they got on the show and when Sarah told me about this, now I have a feeling I got to see a tape of it in their house and they didn't say, in fairness, I'm like, I'm sorry, I think they're great girls, but they were shit on the show, okay? They weren't bringing the energy they weren't giving it the jazz hands. They were just answering the questions. And of course, mm-hmm. we're all waiting for the kid to say something stupid. So as a show, Jerry Ryan presented a first RIP and then it was Ray Darcy. For me, the show, it was fairly like the show itself was fairly shit. It was fairly hit and miss because these were Irish kids. They were quite like. Do you know what I mean? And they only had them there for so long. So when you're doing this segment for Jen Zambrelli, you're getting, I assume, loads of audio. But they weren't filming, yeah. the, they weren't filming this thing for ages. So it was real hit and miss, like whether they were going to get gold or stuff like this. Is obviously me as a viewer, as a fucking seven, eight-year-old child. But anyway, show was hit and miss, still liked it, whatever. I would have given my left arm to be on that show. And when she told me about that. I was so envious. I was just like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. What was the green room like? Who was there? Like, I want (laughs) everything. And she's just like, yeah, we just went on it. And that was like pretty much it. But I would have loved to have gone on that show. Of course. What I'm saying is, can you interview me for one of these segments and just drop it into the middle? You would have to regress psychologically, but we could do maybe with a hypnotism. But Uh, I think we could script it because you no, I look, I think we could script it because then you could make sure that you get the gold. You know, what you're basically looking for, well, back in the day on School Around the Corner, you were basically looking for them to say something something fucking mad about their mom's cooking mm-hmm. or something mad about their dad farting that's kind of what you're that's the goal yeah. really isn't it well you that's farting want... man can't cook that's kind yeah. of that's the vibe yeah. for sure yeah no well I suppose the thing with I do get so much audio on these things and like you do I suppose the joy of it is that just as you're nodding off they come out with something and you're like Mwah chef's kiss you slide the fiver across the table you say nicely done be on your merry way so I suppose it is that the hit and miss is kind of part of the beauty of it but I I I know what you mean that it would have been nice at the highlights do you know it probably works better with audio though because kids will be less self-conscious yeah do you know them being in the studio and big cameras yeah, they were they were very, very cute. Now I have to say it was funny because I so I thought that I was going to stay with my mom and I was just telling you there she was kind of saying to hold the phone because she's not quite at the two weeks. And obviously the old Delta, I don't know if you've heard about this Delta variant, they're kind of keeping it on the DL. No, just, no you know, I haven't heard coming, about it. It's coming. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. So I was like, oh, because that kind of scuppered my plan, which was basically to squat in my parents' gaff for the night. So then I said, look, I'll go online and I'll just book somewhere cheap and cheerful. And it was funny because I stayed in this place and the staff were so nice. Like it was definitely cheap and cheerful for sure. But the staff were lovely. And she, Mm. you know, herself, like as long as there's a bed, you know, I don't mind. But I did it to that because all over, there were a lot of photocopies of this all over the cheap and cheerful place I stayed. So in the reception, the corridors, um, the there was a, a copy of this in the bedroom itself. And of course, the lift, multiple copies in the lift. There mm-hmm. was a page which had a traffic light. So it had been printed in black and white. And it was informing you at the best time to come down for the breakfast because they get busy. So it was a traffic light system. Mm. But what really irked me was there were so many copies of this loitering about the vicinity. And because they had done it on a black and white printer, somebody had gotten a red pen and done the red light. Somebody else had gotten an orange highlighter and done the orange light and the green light. And I just thought, how much time did that take you? that is a lot of effort and also not that that's a criticism but I just thought it was interesting sounds like it 
And also, is it a Karen? Is it a Karen? Am I a Karen? Probably. Let's face it. And then it was funny because as I was checking in, this guy came down and he was looking for a plaster. So you're like, okay, fair enough. The man needs a plaster. Yeah. Got his plaster, went up. And then there was an issue with my key. I like to say there was an issue with my key, but realistically, I'm an L and I'm probably just going to work my key. I came back down and another guy was down in the reception asking for a plaster. And I was like, what the hell is going on in this place? Everyone is bleeding profusely. Those lads were trying to get their keys to work and they ended up slicing their hands. It's the keys. It is the keys, isn't it? Rewatch, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. rewatch Pretty Woman the other day. And isn't it so funny? You know, that scene, like such a great film. But I think probably my favorite ever. But when R- Richard Gere's character is battling with the, do you remember when he was battling with the carriage and we were all like, wow. And he says, I miss keys. And we're like, they don't even use keys. Wow. Isn't it funny? And now we all use the cards. So well, that's how time works, kids. It's probably about, I don't know. It's probably about eight years since I've seen Pretty Woman. But wow, women, no. I, I, I do know what you're saying. I remember like back in the day when you'd watch movies, <clears throat> you would look at the American homes and whatever. And you'd be just like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like the size of the fridge. An wow. Ice machine. You're ice like... machine. Wow. The big fucking the toaster. Because I, I had never seen a toaster. Well, we, we obviously we didn't start out with a toaster. I mean, that was a luxury purchase years down the line. But I never remember seeing like a four slice toaster. That was always the dealio on the American movies. I've never, I mean? like, seen, I've never seen a four-star toaster in the flesh. Four slice? Have you not? No. Of one of my no. gaff. Do you? Well, you see, you've got a lot of people in your gaff. Yeah. Oh, it's not like a, a snazzy, a snazzy one. It's just, it's a bog standard four slices. But I think, what I think we're think bridging the gap. What is your favorite line from Pretty Woman? I like sorry, did I not just say to you? I probably saw it about fucking eight on. years ago. Come on, doesn't matter if you saw it eight years ago. That film made an indelible mark on all our souls. I would say particularly Ginger Girl's souls. Because and do you know what? It summed up that moment. No, just, sorry, it made a, an incredible impact on you because you watched it when you were fucking six or something. Yeah, well, it's true. That's, so my auntie, yeah. my auntie used to babysit me, and before she would leave, my mom would say just one thing: "No, pretty woman." And my auntie would throw on Pretty Woman, and have her dates over, live her life, and I knew that film off by heart. I actually only in recent years copped that when she takes out the condoms, they're condoms. Like all this time, I'd say until I was at least 32, 33. Oh, I yeah. Balloons. But I just love that moment when she comes out and she's got the red hair flowing and she says red and he says better. Oh, just validation from a straight white male. Like I live for it. I mean, I, I like the movie, but I w- I wouldn't be like quoting lines. Oh, do you know what I've gotten? I've gotten Fred on board because Fred obviously had seen the movie, as have most. But I would say the vast majority of people, uh, mm-hmm. people of our generation have. But he made the point. I was like, that is such a good point. Just when I thought I couldn't love Pretty Woman more, we were watching it, and he said, "You know what? This is so well done because as she goes into the hotel room the first time." They spend like 15 minutes just going around the hotel room having this chat. And he was like, all of this is taking place in a hotel room. It's like a play. This is actually so well done. And that is why I am marrying Fred Cook. Stroke Fred Cook. He's not quite sure what his name is. Neither am I. Half the time he says Cook. Half the time he says Cook. But I just thought I was like, "Mm, that is why I love you. So what you're what you're basically trying to tell us is that you are living in a very remote part of the country. Is that what you're saying? Well, you're coming light- here on holidays and I've got the beds ready. Look, there's two beds in the room. Can you see? Now, they're not dressed currently, but there's two beds there, Emma. We're ready. We're ready for everyone. 
Oh yeah, I think we're also before we move on because I did not intend to talk about Pretty Woman. Uh, Fred did make the point, and I was thinking it, and I was so glad he said it. Edward, it's funny looking back on a film like that now because although like they have amazing chemistry, he does talk down to her a lot. It's definitely a more disconcerting watch than it was many moons ago. Like it's in terms of watching it. The vantage point has changed. That is all. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, he is paying her for sex. God, haven't we all been paid for sex at some point in our life? Come on. I mean, I I, look, I'm not being judgy, but it's not, it's not the best start to a relationship, is it? I remember. Like, I you know, to... they broke up. There's no way they stay together. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, come on, I would have been and I'd say he would have floated the prenup for sure. Oh, he rinsed her for everything. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there definitely would have been a prenup there. And like she would have gotten the car because he can't drive it. No, his excuse would have been something like you broke you broke my heart. And it would have been like it would have been something minor. Like they would have gone somewhere and she teased him in front of people. And he's like, how, yeah, could, you, said how could you do that? How you knew, you know, I don't like to talk about that. Or blah, 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 blah. I'd say she would, they would have gone to a minor. And, yeah, they would have gone to a restaurant. They'd probably be, I'd say two kids in and they would have gone to a restaurant. <laughs> and you wouldn't have gotten two kids. kids in. Are you mad? No, I think they would have. They I would have gotten your mate a year a and a half in max. What's the way they would have gotten? Two I think. Kids I think in. they would have. I think a couple of kids down the line. They met while she was a prostitute. She had only the bag on her back. He was a billionaire or whatever, and you're and you say yeah. You kind of notice that he does talk down to her a good bit. Well, now and you're telling me they got to the point of having two kids. It did take me 30 years to cop that he talks down to her. Unless she was pregnant and we didn't know in the last 20 minutes with twins. Yeah, but there's no way. I think it would have been, no, I think it would have been your mate Sarah, that situation all over again. I think two and 18 months, they'd be sitting in a restaurant. It would have been, it'd be a business partner dinner. And Vivian would make a joke saying, oh, we better sit. We better not sit near the window because someone's scared of heights. And Edward yeah. would say nothing, but he would go home and say, you humiliated me. And that will be it. Hmm. She'd pack her, her bags. If now, speaking of marriage, prenups mm. and all the rest. And um, now, you know, myself and Fred, we're going to have friends at the wedding now. Okay. This is the new thing. We're going to have friends at the wedding. Now, I didn't want to have, well, sorry, I shouldn't say I didn't want to have bridesmaids, but now I think Fred wants two best men, perhaps three. Now, bearing in mind, this is a tiny wedding, so this is a bit ridiculous. So, we might only have two groomsmen. Yeah. In which case, I'll have two bridesmaids, of course, because, hello, we're egalitarian. But... Yeah. If it goes to three, I have a question for you. Do you want to be the third bridesmaid? I thought it'd be really good for the brand. What? What's the outfit? Well, I haven't decided the outfit yet, but the, the function <laughs> oh. room is very, very So small, sorry, who? But you wouldn't actually, like none of the bridesmaids sorry. are sitting at the table. Sorry. And none of the grooms, are, like the tables who, are tiny. Who has to get ill for me to be made a bridesmaid here's my competition my my cousin is going to be one bridesmaid because I was her bridesmaid etc etc family and then Maria who we love and adore I would say friend to the podcast but I'm not quite sure she knows I'm doing some podcasts but Maria Brown who we love and adore is going to be number two but yeah so would you do it Um, you look so unimpressed Yes, I'll do it. But I mean, it's hard to say yes to something that. Why don't you wait and ask me if you need the person? I think, you know, know Frank gets excited. I think he's going to have three. 
Uh, no, but he might have to have two with the numbers, though, will he not? Are the numbers going to be that small? We're planning on having 16 out. Yeah, but... Oh, 60 doesn't include yourselves, though, does it? No, but I think by then we should be able to have 60. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I'll do it. But why don't you ask me when it's you know? Maybe. Okay. Now, Brittany. Oh, nothing surprising there whatsoever in what came out this week. No. But so delightful. I can't believe that's this week. Okay. It hasn't this it been the longest week of your life. I know. I know. And I forgot. I thought it was longer ago, but I'll tell you the reason I remembered it was this week was because we had our book club this week on Friday. Uh, such good crack. I ended up um, chatting to them all. We were chatting till half past 10. So it was two and a half hours of a book club. Great crack. I just love the book club gang. Next month is uh, a nice little rom-com called Acts of Desperation, if you want to get on board. And if you do know any light books, kind of light fluffy books do let me know because like, we want we were we were all saying it might be nice to do something a bit lighter for the next one but anyway we were talking about Brittany at book clubs so I was like oh my god that must have been this week but yeah what did you make no last week today's Tuesday I know but like as in in the last oh the last okay. podcast sorry I thought you said this week I thought you meant like in this week that's why I was so confused it's like what argue with me again Argue with me again like that and your maybe offer of a maybe bridesmaid is off the table. Do you hear me? <laughs> now tell me, what did you think of the whole Britney thing? Uh, uh, what did I think of the whole Britney thing? Uh, yeah, it's just, well, obviously, like, as you say, nothing crazy surprising, but I just felt very sad for her. I just felt very sad for her and... Um, yeah, I just felt very sad for her. And I mean, even when I saw people kind of giving out like about Justin, like getting his comment in or Perez Hilton getting his comment in, I didn't really care about any of that, whether they were the right or they were in the wrong, or whatever. I just felt incredibly sad for her. Well, it is. And it's, yeah. Incredibly sad. And I think... Do you know what I was saying to Fred? The saddest part of it all was I feel like this is this has happened in plain sight. I mean, you know, fair play to the people who did get this free Britney campaign off the ground. But even when she put up that post last week, apologizing to the fans for pretending to be okay, mm. oh, you just want to give her a hug, don't you? It's just so awful. And the fact that I in that post she mentioned her mom and I felt that she was maybe trying to delineate between her dad and her mom because clearly the yeah. dad, I mean, when she said about how he just enjoys controlling her, like everything you presumed about that dynamic is true. It's in fact worse yeah. than I could have presumed it to be. I mean, and f- the thing about her not being able to get pregnant. I know. I kind of feel like, well, maybe I'm probably being naive, but I'm like, oh, well, hopefully, like, if that, say if she was a star now, you know, hopefully that wouldn't happen again. I don't know if we'll have stars like that again. But then we do. They're just in a different way. Like, you're one feckin' Jojo. Like, I mean, she's been on the go since she was tiny. Mm-hmm. Touring all over the world or whatever, you know what I mean? So... Um, and it's kind of terrifying as well to think a peer, a woman of our age, has never been allowed to grow up. So even though she has been worked to the bone, she still has to. It's almost like she is this hologram, this pop hologram that yeah. she has to perform and be this person she was back in the early noughties. And mm. I think it's particularly terrifying when you're her peer because you just think of how much you've evolved and Britney, Britney just hasn't been allowed to do that. Yeah, because even like when you look at um, Christina, how different, like, okay, obviously they're two different artists and they're completely different, but she seems to have had a lot more control over what she what she does and her her music and her, her image and all that stuff. Whereas Britney hasn't really... Like it's evolved a bit, but it hasn't really changed. Like, but obviously it's because there was powers that were just kind of keeping it the 
the same brand con- consistently all the time. Mm. But I do feel very sad for her. Yeah, of course. And did you know what was nice was the universal sympathy she got from people. You know, I think yeah. that was really heartening. I mean, you could say maybe it's a bit too little too late, but at the same time, like just to see everyone behind her was amazing yeah I'm sure it comes back to I'm sure we would have said it before because it's nothing original to say it but like the likes of Charlie Sheen and co I don't see any I didn't see anyone at the time saying you know what Charlie we don't think you should have financial autonomy in fact we don't think you should be able to make any decisions in your life Mm. so we're going to keep you working don't worry but we're actually going to control the money like I mean Hollywood is built on men going crazy Mm-hmm. and it's just it's really frustrating because everyone has a 2007 in their lives like that's why I always hated those mugs that you know if you can get through 2007 and blah 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 and so oh, many yeah. people would have said it to me flippantly over the years and it just always you know what I mean it just never sat right with me because obviously they would say it to me in terms of if I was like in a bad place or whatever yeah but like you kind of even then you were looking at Britney saying you know when she was on the X Factor and stuff and she just you kind of say to yourself, well, was she allowed to get through it, though? I'm not sure if she was. It was like she was just trapped in time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, even I was talking to somebody today about Monica Lewinsky, like, bringing it right back. But the way, like, you'd hope that that wouldn't happen today, that her as a, what was she, 22, 23-year-old? Mm-hmm. And, like the president of America whips out his mickey and says, do you fancy a go on that? And then she's the one that's vilified and destroyed. And she was going to be destroyed either way because if she hadn't have, if she hadn't participated or she hadn't uh, done anything, engaged. engaged in any like sexual activities as he says himself or whatever, I'm sure she would have been out of the White House pretty sharpish because he probably would have been afraid mm-hmm. that she'd tell people or there'd be rumours. So she was kind of like, she was fucked either way. And she was the one who was destroyed over that. And then mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was re-elected. And he kind of go, oh, it makes me just feel a bit puke. And he kind of would hope something like that wouldn't happen today. And then it's like... You kind of go, oh, but what is it? Is it just the nuances of it are different, but it still happens in the medium, whatever, just in a, a slightly different way that they've changed the language and the whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the, what basically what I'm saying in a big roundabout way is the whole Britney thing. You'd hope that that wouldn't happen to another star. But then what's to say that it wouldn't? What's in place to stop but then look it? At, but then look but at like a fe- female stars. Yeah. yeah. But look at like Demi Lovato. And I know it is slightly different, but like a lot of that documentary, uh, you know, she relapsed back mm. on heroin and she talks about it very openly in the documentary. But a lot, um, I suppose uh, she kind of says that, you know, many of, you know, I suppose much of the reason that she was kind of driven to relapse and did kind of have another breakdown as such and obviously it was really really incredibly unwell yeah. um, for a long time but she talked about that every aspect of her life was controlled yeah and it re- it's actually it's it's really disturbing to watch it and again you do have to say to yourself I mean it has to be gendered to an extent it you know it definitely does Mm. And, and I know it was a bit annoying when people were kind of bashing Justin and Prez and all of them because you kind of think, yeah, but the whole point, guys, is who cares what they say? Let's not even talk about them. They shouldn't yeah. even be part of this conversation. Yeah, I know. Also, I had to ask you, Love Island, did you watch it? I did watch it. Um, now, I hadn't watched the winter one. I decided like, oh, I'm not get, I'm not fucking getting involved. I'm not getting involved. But then, you know, the way during the summer, your evenings kind of feel a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So I just said, oh, fuck, go on. I'll, I'll have a look at the first episode. Um, I had forgotten 
how, like, so the WhatsApp group was saying that the, like the Love Island experts, so there was a couple of people kind of giving it a word for the first time. And they were like, oh no, like the first episode and the last episode are always the worst episodes of the fucking series. Because they're just like, this is fucking shite. Like somebody switched off after 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, no, that's actually a good thing to remember that the first episode is always pretty crap. Oh, it's so cringy. And now I know they, they said that this year is their first ever um contestant who is uh, physically disabled I'm not sure I haven't done enough research into but all of the people who in was it physically disabled oh I don't know maybe it's somebody that's coming in later or something okay. I don't know or it could be some it could be somebody there I don't I don't know I, don't, I didn't look enough into it but like looking at all the people on it they're all uh they're all again the same uh people Mm-hmm. you know what the I mean prototypes yeah the same prototypes and uh yeah I just like oh there were certain elements of it where I was like hmm, I don't I don't know about this that like that's me going on a very on the very like serious side of things right and then on like the funnier like you know enjoyable tv element or whatever uh, the bit at the end when when it was near the end or whatever when they were doing the like reading the thing out of the box had mm-hmm. to do as the couple challenges and I was like oh my god fuck I totally forgot that they did stuff like this and some of those bits I was I was like oh my god I can't even fucking watch I know I was You'd just like this is too yeah yeah I was just like this is like fucking bringing me back like this is Wesley 1999 I was just like oh my sweet Jesus this is too much to handle but look I wish them all well I just thought Laura Whitmore is funny she was just like pure Irish like this is exciting isn't it this is exciting (laughs) I know like yeah yeah it is Laura was really trying to make (coughs) it happen wasn't she she, she just kept saying, this is exciting, isn't it? Are you excited? Are you excited? Yeah. This is exciting, isn't it? But um, I, I, I felt like... I I'll, look, I I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a few more episodes, you know what I mean? Um, but like, come on, this isn't, you know, you know what? We all know what the fuck this is like. Yeah, well, it does what it says in the tin. I mean, I yeah. suppose I did dip into it because I was conscious of... Um, me going off on one last week and how oh I don't know if I can really get invested but I have to say watching it did make me feel sad in places and not really? just because you kind of think about well I suppose you're kind of looking at them and they're all Shketamini aren't they like they're all excited to be there and they think this be my big platform that? you know like they're excited they, okay. you know they're they're really they're really excited for what's to come and they think this is going to change their lives and I suppose what we know of reality tv and what it does to people the way it chews people up and spits them out I kind of it made me sad from that point of view because just to see them so to quote Laura Whitmore so excited just to see them so excited you kind of think oh I just hope this process is going to be kind to them. And even in the promo, and I'm not, you know, the way, do you find this that you're kind of like, have I seen that girl in the promo? I actually can't even discern if that's the person I saw in the promo clip. But I did see one girl who was talking about, um, she was a blonde girl. She was talking about how uh, she liked to flirt with married men and she really enjoyed oh, yeah, yeah. the weekend. And that made me uncomfortable because you can see how they're setting that girl up for a fall, can't you? Well, at the same time, you know, has she not set herself up there? I know, but it's you. But I, Emma, I know, but I suppose you would, you would wonder, did somebody say to her, oh, like, you realise what you said there, don't you? Like, you know how that will be perceived. But then I suppose you can't be stopping them every five minutes and saying. Well, you can't, because that's TV then. No, I'll be interested to see how it'll pan out, even from a, uh, you know, uh, like social, you know, like kind of like, like, as you say, and the the broader subject of reality TV. So will there be, um, you know, 
a villain character this year. You know, well, like it's the, the badge of Love Island, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah, I but let, let's see what way that's uh, yeah, but let's see like what way that's edited or portrayed or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I well, like the pro, you know, maybe the main thing aside from you're kind of thinking, oh, you know, I hope. I hope they're kind of okay at the end of all of this. I suppose the flip side is that you, it just was a bit boring. Now, I know the first episode is always yeah, boring. Yeah, it was a bit boring. But yeah. I felt the characters, you know, realistically, how often does Amora come along? Not very often. Mm. And I feel like there wasn't really a more at the risk of judging them too quickly. It just felt all very homogenous. It didn't feel like... Mm. You know, and again, it's their first night. They're going to be nervous. They're going to be a little bit sheepish, etc. But you just think to yourself, I don't know. Is there, well, there might be more down the line. And then... You need an Irish person, basically. You do. You need an Irish person, for sure. And Hugo, the PE teacher, you're like, well, look, that was three years of college. You're never going to get back. Like, clearly the PE teaching is over. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's, it's just sickling. I'm over it. We're over the toe sucking. And then the way you know what thirty seconds, you've got to twerk. Oh my god! Like twerking. Come on, I twerk in the queue in centre. I'm twerking. Like we're comparing that. We're putting that on a par with sucking a stranger's toes. Like I'll tell you what I did after watching Love Violent. I went off. I passed my traffic hand drawn traffic light, and I went into the shower. And I scrubbed my toes. I knew no one was going to suck them, but it just made me so paranoid. I was like, what if you didn't know that was coming? And next thing someone's sucking your toe. It just, it's, oh no. And we're comparing that to twerking, something I'm doing right now. Like, oh, but you know, you know, the bit that really, um, the bits that really wound me up. <laughs> could just go be the way I was feeling at the particular time when I watched it. And I can't remember, there was two of, uh, there was two contestants that made references to like, I really like, I, um, you know, hold on to your hats here people because I really enjoy sex. It's like, yeah, you're chemically programmed as a human being to enjoy it. That's the whole, yeah. It, the point of it is to, you know, at its basic form, procreate, but it's actually meant to be enjoyable. So you do it as much as possible. And procreate as much as possible. Like this, this radical statement, I enjoy sex or I really like sex. I'm just like, oh, big fucking whoop. So did your fucking granny. Do you know what I mean? Like as if this is a big fucking thing. It just really pisses me off. I can tell. I can tell. I enjoy sex. Whoop do you do? Don't we all? Yeah. And all the in, all the intros are the same. It's Aren't the same. they? My friends would say I'm funny, I'm bubbly, and I just love to have fun. No, but like she's got to be fit because you know the physical attraction is the first thing. But you know, like a personality and like you know, oh my god, it's just. But look, I'll no, keep I watching. No, I think it. I actually think you are <laughs> watching it. I think I might be out. I don't know. You see, the really? problem is that if something scandalous happens, that you're like, oh, I kind of want to be on board. I don't want to be yeah, yeah, then. Yeah. But I don't know. It felt aside from the boring ethics of it all blah 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 and like I love my reality tv so I'm absolutely yeah. no snob like I love my bit of bubblegum it just felt a bit boring a bit like we've seen this all before I do think Caroline is a big I think she's a, I think her absence has felt like she was so yeah part of the fabric of that show because you kind of as well with Caroline, it was the fact that we did know so much about her love life and you really felt that she was really in it. Okay, like, yeah, like she really cared or like, you know, Just I know what you mean. If there was one of them that had been uh, particularly unlucky for a couple of weeks or some, or a couple of days in a row. There was a real were, empathy. Yeah, yeah, I know. There I know what you empathy. mean. You, fe- you Whereas, felt like I she mean, did care. I'm not saying Nora isn't empathetic, but I just don't think she would get it as much, you know, because she's going home to Ian and Stevie and the dog. Like, that's what I'd be thinking. Okay. 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 
pick up to Laura Whitmore. Please don't stop listening to the podcast. Okay, thank you. No, but you no. know, I think the first episode of these things is always oh, yeah. hard you know, reality TV. Of course. And you're just like, what's her name again? What's his name again? What did he just say there? And then you just kind of, what you have to do is, you see, we're at that point now where we need to just move past this. And if we're going to continue to watch it, you just need to switch off and just watch it. So oh, you yeah. see, it's it's well, just that we haven't about. we haven't switched off yet, and I will. It's but, just actually it's been a while since I've watched any reality TV, to be honest. So I'll just switch off and like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't there watching like, you know, thumping the sky, going, oh, what did she say? I was just like, you know, a bit of an eye roll or whatever. So um, I'll just switch off and then I'll be grand. No, and I think it's the nature of these shows, whether it's Real Housewives, whether it's Big Brother, when it's whether it's any of them, the nature of them is that as it goes on, it does get more and more contrived because the contestants are more self-aware. And, you know, that's I mean, unfortunately, that does damage the brand, whether it's Real Housewives, whether it's any of the rest of them, it doesn't matter. So I think yeah. that's just and more. And as you said, Maura was particularly good, in it, and it was the same with Big Brother back in the day. You know, not every like you know celebrity Big Brother and otherwise, not, not every series of Big Brother was an absolute cracker. Like no. the, the year Ray Shah was in it was a bit of a fucking disaster. What is Ray up to? Ray's doing grand. I see him popping up all over the place. Oh, no, I mean that. Like, as in, I yeah. don't mean that. It's like, what's he at? But, oh, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know I had seen him doing something, but I like, he's definitely someone. I think he had like, a radio he would show for a while. And... I think he was on the radio, but yeah. he's definitely one who could walk away from the wreckage for sure. I mean, she's talked about likability. He was. So oh, yeah. But he was like the most likable, most entertaining of that series. He was just you know, unlucky that it was a boring series. It was a really, do you know, now that you say it, I could not name another contestant from that year. But I remember at the time, Ray was the only thing that kept me going. Yeah, there was a, yeah, I could name, yeah, I could probably name a few of them now if I was bothered. But... Well, come here, listen. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to feck off now because. So what can I, what can I do to make the cost of the bridesmaid thing? Well, I think. That doesn't involve any effort on my part. I'll be, I'll be honest. I think we are going to have three. I really don't want to have three because I think when it's such a small wedding, three. Yeah. And who's Fred going to have? Fred really, you see, you know, the way Fred is just so adorable, my little Freddie, and he loves a good wedding. He's this mm. unusual creature that he loves a good wedding. And I, I was trying to talk him down for the three, but I just think he really, I, it's hard not to give it to him because he really wants the three. But yeah. I might see, he might see reason. Um, I know what you I mean, if it's going to be small. Be yeah, or even one with the small, like. Well, I did float one. But yeah. Fred was like definitely too. So I think we'll see. We'll see. I like. I think I might try to. Yeah, talk two might be nice have... because there'd be you two, the two sets of parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we're two not going to even do a top table thing. It's going to be very casual. Like as in the bridal party will just be sitting with whoever. So myself and Fred maybe, and the two parents might be at the table. But then we were going to have everyone just sit together. So you're just gonna have it, okay? So we're doing we're doing a wedding at four. But if you look at it this way, you and Fred is two, and we're having dinner. Yeah, but if you do you and Fred and the two sets of parents, right? That's six people. How big yeah. is this fucking table? That like we're all just gonna sit at the same table. But that's what I'm saying that I think we're just going to like as in you guys wouldn't. be Well, if you were to be bridesmaid. Look, now that I say this, I think I need to tell Fred that I just think three would be ridiculous. Don't I? Well, so like there's you two, right? And there's the two sets of parents. That's six. And then you've got another six for your your bridesmaids and your groomsmen. So that's 12. So it's and then obviously Ted is involved in the wedding as well. So you might as well just like everyone in the wedding because you're going to have like you're going to have uh, people doing readings and stuff, are you? I suppose one or two. Yeah. Be so basically church. everybody at the wedding is going to be involved in the yeah, wedding. Yeah, but wouldn't that be kind of nice? Yeah, I suppose so. 
Like it's going to be super casual because I only wanted a half day. So just a half day. So so church at four, going for a drink, then the dinner. You're, sorry, you keep, making, you, could, you keep making this wedding sound as if you're just going to show your respects at a fucking funeral. I no, know, I'm just going to pop really in, get in, get out. I know, but I just think nobody likes to be hanging around at a wedding. Church, drink, dinner, bit of a dance. Done. I'm sorry if and I'm yawning. But no one likes to be hanging around. What the fuck are you talking about? If I'm going to a wedding in Kerry, I'm staying overnight. If you try to make of it into a three day, if you try to make it into a three day festival, I might start getting a bit itchy because I might be like, I actually have to go and pick up my kids. But like, where where is the hanging around? I'm going to be hanging around anyway. I'm not getting back in my car and driving back to Dublin that, that time, night. Like reception at you know the, that time in between weddings, the church at twelve, dinners at six, and the hanging around in the middle. No, like we're just getting rid of that. I so don't look, know who you I'm, are worried about. There well, is just, food. There is drink. There is chats and crack to be had when have, been, when have you been at a wedding and thought about this is really taking up my whole day it's a fucking day that is what it is well like, this is going to be who's a complaining day. who's complaining it's going to be a half this? day fred's best man groomsman so he's going with his brother he's yeah. going with um his kind of his cousin but he's a very distant cousin and he's his best man now in September okay. and the third person he wanted to go with was Podge from Ham Sandwich because mm-hmm. they're like best buddies mm-hmm. love Podge he's great so that's but I need to do you know what I need to talk him down because it would just be ridiculous like Fred was kind of like it's our wedding let's just do it for the crack but I just I don't think I could go through with three I mean yeah, do whatever you want. Okay, thank you. I will. No, but you know what I mean? Anyway. It doesn't, it's, but it, like, there's I no know. rules. Do whatever I think you want. I might take this part out of the podcast because it's a bit boring, isn't it? A lot Why of people would talk? be, a lot of people would be interested in when, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are, have the same quandaries of what they're going to do about their wedding and who's going to come and who's not going to come and what they're going to do. And yeah. I don't know. It's a toughie. Well, look, it'll be fine. It's just I really wanted something casual and small and I just can't believe now this is turning into a real wedding. Well, if you want something casual and small, just fucking elope. I know, but Fred doesn't want to do that and he's kind of involved. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? When's it happening? December, is it? 11th of December, chalk yeah. it down. Like, you're going to be there. You're going to be, obviously, because it's saying you'll be invited anyway. Oh, well, do you know what? I'd be happy to be a guest. So you're I'd saying be... no to potential no. bridesmaid? No, I'd love to be a bridesmaid, but I, w- I wouldn't be one of these people of like, oh, my God, I hope she asks me to be a bridesmaid. If I was oh, a guest, I'd be absolutely be delighted. Like yeah. Yeah, and I've already planned now because I hope this isn't too controversial, but because it's obviously we're very tight on numbers. Our plan was to not ask plus ones. Now, I know that might seem a bit controversial, but what we're going to do instead is to make sure that people have buddies to sit. You know what I mean? So like somebody, you know, to have the crack with. So, for example, I was saying for you, I was like, okay, if there's no plus ones, then Emma could sit beside Laura or Garoad. You know, like so it's oh, like that yeah. you have oh, sure, whoever. like people you know. Yeah. yeah. Well it's I think it's nice. You know, you will make friends, of course, on the day, but it's just nice to have someone that you do know that you, you can have the crack with, you know. Yeah. Because you need a wingman at a wedding. It's really yeah. so I uh, you know, no plus ones, but like done in such a way that somebody like everyone has somebody there. Yeah. And do you reckon I'll be able to kind of emotionally manipulate Garoud into like driving and picking me up. You know it. Garoud <laughs> is just like a dream. Um, now that sounds deadly. Yeah. No, I think I, I'll, I'll look, I'll check in with you. And in terms of the bridesmaid dress, all I'm doing is I'm actually saying to people, this is the colour and you go off and pick a dress that you like. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. I think that's what most people do now. Am I right? I don't know. It's been a while. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, it's been 
a while with the old Covey as well. well I haven't been just... to any Covey weddings. No, I haven't been to any Covey weddings. But like, look, it is one of those things that it's kind of turned into kind of a bigger thing that I wanted it to be. But I'm conscious of, you know, you really want to make the other person happy as well. And it's kind of, you know, it is about yeah. a compromise. But then I suppose if you just send out your invites, then it's kind of done, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're going to do that, I think, this week. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I say invites, we're just going to text people and explain like this is the date, and then follow it up with like I th- like the invite. But I don't think the plus one thing. I don't think the plus one thing is weird at all. Like Shane went to a and I know like this was a good while pre COVID, but there was no plus one. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I actually think one. It's even more thing, understandable at the moment, like. Yeah, I think one good thing to come out of the COVID, it's kind of given people to license to have maybe the wedding they want as well. So, like, not yeah. really have to invite the plus ones, and like, it is kind of a good excuse in a way because personally, I kind of would like to get all my mates in the one room, and like, yeah. I'd rather have. I'd rather have more mates there. This sounds so bad, but I'd rather have more mates there than mates and husbands partners there. Yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean. So listen, um, start looking up peach dresses. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Love you. Okay, bye. Bye. God bless patrons and listener. A little a little bit of a little bit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.